Hey folks, if you like listening to Stumble Through, there's now a way you can support the show. Click the link in the show notes to make a once-off donation through the ACAST supporter feature. There's no ongoing commitment and you can give as little or as much as you'd like. I love making the podcast and I'd like to keep making it. So even if it's just the price of a coffee, every little bit helps. Thanks so much. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. How do you find the time when you can't find pause? A confirmation watch your face is gonna open some doors. You do what you gotta do to stumble through. And welcome to Stumble Through, the podcast for young Australian adults trying to figure shit out. I'm your host, Paula Arujo. I'm a writer, theatre creator, and marketer. And this week we are talking about freelancing with, I'm really sorry if I butchered your name, um, Shashin Burasunga. <laughs> Hi guys, yeah, that you you were proper fantastic. <laughs> we did some rehearsing beforehand, and I was very nervous about this. <laughs> um, can you tell the lovely listeners who you are and yes. what you do? Yeah, so my name is uh, Shashin, as Paula pointed out. Um, <laughs> Tried to, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can, I mean, people call me Sash. Um, so I am uh, a marketer, an advertising uh, consultant, if you may. Um, I studied at UT here in Australia, um, an advertising master's, and 26. Um, yeah, just living la vida loca. <laughs> <laughs> but you're also really good at graphic design. Like, I've seen your stuff. And I mean, uh, you were yeah. always the best at projects. Um, Sasha and I met at uni. We were doing a um, creative advertising team. graduate certificate. Yeah, yeah. I was doing the grad set and you were doing yeah, um, masters. Mm, and his projects were always the best. Like, oh. you always wanted to go before him because you never wanted to oh. follow him. <laughs> no, but genuinely, I had to do that once. Yeah. And I was like, well. Uh, oh. <laughs> Here is my presentation. <laughs> no, no, it's just, just yeah. I, I mean, I had like a little bit of a um, an advantage because I obviously do graphic design. So you know, yeah. But you do graphic design as well. I do graphic design on a professional basis. I've been doing it for about ten years now. So what? Pretty well. I you didn't know Dude, that. No, I didn't know. Yeah. What? Okay, so yeah. we are just in case. Um, anyone listening needs a graphic designer like I do. Hey. <laughs> Holla. <laughs> hey. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, Yay. so I've been, I've been, I've been in the advertising industry for about um, five years. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've been a, a, a graphic designer for about ten years now. Going, yeah, pretty wild. Oh my god. Which doesn't mean necessarily that I'm very old. Um, no, but you're not yeah. old. Yeah. You just said how old you were. You're yeah. not old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, <laughs> um, have you stumbled through anything this week? Um, yeah, but not not nothing positive, sadly. Um, it did. Um, something happened back mm-hmm. back home, back in Lanka. Um, so I'm trying to kind of figure things out, how to cope with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it 
it's it's funny because you know this has been a long weekend and had a fantastic time driving up to sunny coast um checking out queensland and just to come back home to some bad news so i'm just trying to kind of figure things out how to cope with it and trying to get through to trying to get through to um you know how to get through my work and stuff but yeah yeah it's, it's not been the best but you know mm. life goes on i think that that's like that's something that we all will have to well, i mean not necessarily the specific circumstances but certainly like learning how to um cope with awful things that life throws yeah. us and like grief and yeah, stuff yeah. like that i don't think that anyone the first time they encounter it is just like yep i got this i'm yeah. gonna do it perfect first time yeah you i mean it's mm. something that you've uh, you know it's it's funny because you've you've seen it on the news you you've kind of seen from a third perspective mm. this is how it goes on mm. and when it does actually happen to you for the first mm. time it kind of it really hits you pretty hard and that really gives you perspective and, and a different sort of um, situation to kind of how, how you handle through this. So, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just trying to, trying to do things um, to keep, uh, keep myself, you know, motivated and positive, mm-hmm. trying to get through it, yeah. Yeah, and I think, um, I mean, just to touch back just for a second on how I think it must be, yeah, there's another layer of difficulty added by the fact that, you know, like it is on the news. And so it's not just like a personal thing that's happened to you and it's not just something that you've shared with a community. It's something that now people who have nothing to do with what's going on and have no like actual, um, like the what has happened isn't going to touch them personally in their lives. And yet now they are talking about it, commenting on it, doing all this stuff. And it's like you have to kind of deal with this as you were saying, third-person perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I, I'm just trying to live my life, but now I have to cope with this too. Because, yeah, being an adult is, you know, you know, when, you're, when you moved out from your parents' house, whatever, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of things that are already kind of, you know, mm-hmm. that you're responsible for. Yeah. All the emotions that you have to go through are kind of on you now, suddenly. Oh, exactly. Relationships, financial, and, and all of those things. And... This is, I guess, as this is, I guess, a part of it. How do you kind of cope with it? So it's, it's, it's a learning curve. It's, 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 it's not a good thing to go through. It's, uh, it's a thing that I think you will step on at one point or the other. It's a good learning opportunity, I guess. It's, even if it it's an, it's a bittersweet opportunity, I would mm. say. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, and thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. And for like giving us some insight. That's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. And now to totally change the subject yeah. and now for something completely different completely different <laughs> um what are the two best things about freelancing for you um i think one of the the biggest things is um being it's a it's a certain level of independence mm-hmm. it's another step that you kind of discover um uh, you know when you're when you moved up from your parents house whatever you come across a certain uh levels of independence whether it's uh, a certain level of cars, uh, responsibilities, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you start owning a car, you have to take care of it, you have to buy insurance, you have mm-hmm. to make sure you wash it all the time, you become responsible for it. So when you become a freelancer, suddenly you are responsible for your um, own skill set. You mm-hmm. So it's, it's, a, it's a certain level of independence which really gives you a certain level of confidence. So finding that that independence is kind of cool. 
Um, and number two, I, I would say um, finding your voice in whatever skill that you have. So I knew I was, I mean, I was okay with graphic designing, but the more freelance work that I did, I really understood uh, my style, what I like, what I don't like. Um, actually, I am good at talking to people, clients, trying to hustle my th way through, you know, businesses. Um, so you suddenly have an opportunity by doing freelance to kind of unlock these uh, superpowers that you didn't even exist. Or it's like it's like when you're in a game, you know, you go to certain oh. levels and you suddenly unlock things. So it's like, um, okay, to use my limited knowledge of Pokemon, it's kind of like you um, you evolve and then like you reach like yeah. the next form. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, like a gift to yourself in a way. Exactly. So, yeah. You just unlock things that you didn't know exist because you are responsible for a lot of mm. aspects in that particular category. Yeah. So it's it's surprising, but a great surprise. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> um, and what was something that surprised you um, about freelancing? Like, was there a stumbling block? Was there fun things? Was there paperwork that you did not expect to deal with? I think, I think the biggest um, thing I was uh, surprised uh, to find out was how good I was at handling pressure, mm. right? Um, when you, if you're working part-time or full-time for an employer, mm. um, you have multiple cushions, right? Yeah. You have a supervisor or an immediate supervisor, and that supervisor has another person in mm. charge. So whatever work that you have, the responsibility that you have is very minute compared to to the person on top of you and um, everybody else. Yeah. But when you're freelancing, all of those things are gone. You are oh, responsible right. for the actions that you're doing. So if I'm, if I'm designing anything, even though the client signs off and says, yeah, okay, mm -hmm. that's that's good, good enough, um, you are on a certain level responsible for what you design. I mean, you, I mean, we, we come across um, a lot of talking from an advertising sense. You come across a lot of print ads, commercials that you see on TV and you're like, multiple people actually signed off on that. Mm, yeah, like, who who okayed this? Who and then okayed who passed this? this around the table for everyone else to okay? Exactly. How, yeah. did this, how, how did this end up on primetime TV? Exactly. So, but you, you know that there's multiple levels of cushions and the designer or the, the person actually who did it mm. might not have the same responsibility. But, yeah, it's not but all it, on your shoulders. Yes, but if you are a freelancer, that's not the case. Yeah. You have a, a, a big responsibility to say to the client that, you know what, this is, uh, I mm -hmm. highly suggest that you don't go across it mm -hmm. or you are responsible for your own work, so... Because it's your name on it. Like, it's, it's your, not just the company, it's your name. It's your name on it. And you I mean, you ultimately have to show that on a, on a folio. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's something, that's something that I definitely came across that was yeah. surprising. It sounds like the responsibility has been like a double-edged sword. On the one hand, like, it's allowed you to evolve as like a creative and as a businessman yeah. and to like discover these powers within yourself and this talent and this ability that you wouldn't have known otherwise yeah. but it also has put an immense amount of pressure on you and because of that responsibility yeah like it's and also ooh. and also the biggest um the biggest uh uh not the negative rather the scarcity of mm. being a freelancer is continuous work right oh that's right the money flow Oh my god, and not just like the money flow, but um, I was listening to, I can't remember what podcast it was, it was um, someone in the UK, and they mm -hmm. were saying how 
uh, one of the things that they really struggle with with being a freelancer is that if you work for someone else and you get sick, someone else will do your work yep. and it will be okay and the train will keep running. Yep. If you as a freelancer get sick, the train stops. The train stops, yeah. And it, it's scary. Yeah, yeah. And, ooh. Exactly. So the, the pressure that you have is definitely, mm-hmm. definitely, you, you know, hard on you. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the thing is that because, at least in personally mm-hmm. for me, I've, I've understood that this, that this is the surprising part, is that yeah. I understood that I actually work much better when I am under pressure. Yeah. It was a surprising gift for me. I realized that uh, the more pressure that I have on myself, the the better that my work uh, becomes. Yeah. So now that I've I've made it to <laughs> to a system where, yeah. uh, with procrastination and and other related things, I put it on myself to kind of build this sort of type of um, organized pressure mm-hmm. for myself that I create for myself, knowing that I that this is gonna make my work better. So, so cool. It is. Yeah. I, I was like, wow, this is actually really cool. Yeah. No, no <laughs> but like, that's, um, I mean, we'll talk about that a little bit yeah. later because yeah. um, one of our things I've never said submissions um, really mm. asks that question and I want to save it for that discussion. Yeah. Um, I would <clears throat> like to ask you first though, being productive when you work from home. Let's just oh, touch boy. briefly on that. Uh, I've heard a lot of things like um, manufacturing a commute, mm-hmm. like where you get out of bed and you get dressed and you get ready to go and then you walk around the block mm-hmm. and then you come back and sit down at your desk and do your work as mm-hmm. a way to like tell yourself that you're at work now. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do anything like that to sort of get you in the mindset of doing work and to not... Stay in your pajamas yeah, all day yeah. and the I think the pajamas are okay because yeah. you're a freelancer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've I I'm not mm-hmm. even lying. I'm I've try, like like genuinely kind of done that hundred mm-hmm. percent. It kind of feels good to work mm-hmm. on, you know, PJs. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um, but yeah, no, I think the the blueprint of it is that you kind of try to build a routine. Mm-hmm yourself that yeah. you later on gradually try to turn it into a habit yeah and then you try to turn it into a behavior so it becomes normal for you for example and I, I know this is very unrelated but um so I used to be very fat I used to be like super I used to be like 90 kg like you know overweight mm. and I needed to lose weight to become a bit more my doctor was like dude mm. you need but, to yeah yeah so I realized that I have to have a lifestyle lifestyle change. So yeah, so stuff like to um, to improve your life. That's not because like no, you no, felt no. ashamed or had like a, a body image. Yeah, like no, it's not. Course. It doesn't come down to that. It comes down to the way that you wanted your life to go. Oh yeah, they were like, if you continue this way, you're gonna heart attack and mm-hmm. all these things. So I had to have a lifestyle change, and mm-hmm. the way that I had to do was I had to you know make a different routine. I had to mm-hmm. make that routine. A habit and then later on make that a behavior so you yeah. would normally naturally have something unhealthy then you know you would try to change it the same way uh how i kind of and this is something that i didn't know those days mm-hmm. but it's definitely something that i tried to do when i came to australia because mm-hmm. i'm in a different background a different country mm-hmm. i don't know anybody still, yeah. yeah i mean vaguely like i i came from south africa and it's still very western it's still um a, it was still a british colony so like yeah. there are, there's a lot of like uh an overlap yeah. but 
still the not really knowing anyone yeah. and the everyone talks funny and yeah yeah very quickly <laughs> yeah and, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a different culture you're, mm. you're pretty much a, a foreigner so mm. you have to try a little bit harder than everybody else mm. um and especially in freelance business especially in the creative field that's mm. that's like triple. particularly in Brisbane yeah like, Brisbane is smaller. Yeah. We have the internet, but yeah. like, we still. <laughs> we have the internet. We, yeah. we do have the internet, but yeah. I still. I was thinking about this the other day, and it still feels like the struggle in Brisbane as an immigrant is that the pool is small for yeah. starters, yeah. and you don't have that many connections in that small pool. No, no, it's it's pretty hard. So yeah, you have to diff, you have to create your own sort of strategies. Mm. But yeah, in terms of in terms of productive, I think one of the important things is that you need to identify um, what makes you productive, mm. what time makes you productive. For example, I am a, a nocturnal animal. Oh, same. Yeah, so I... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, my brain works brilliantly when it's like after 11, 12 in the night. Like yeah, midnight. like when the sun goes down, I can think. I can think, it's weird. Mm. But that's just, for mm. me, that's what works. Yeah. So I try to kind of uh, feed my brain with information during the daytime, mm. uh, whether it's, you know, background research or whatever, whatever. And then the actual designing, the execution parts, mm. I try to do them during mm. the nighttime. And that works out fantastically for me. Yeah. So, and then I would try to... Um, in terms of, if you're a freelancer, mm. of course, you have different sectors that you have to, you know, keep in touch with. You have to yeah. check on with, uh, if you're doing multiple projects, you have to see what's the progress on those things. Mm. Uh, in terms of uh, financials, you need to see, have I received this, uh, the payments for these things? So it's it's always good to, to, to have um, certain days only for that. So, for example, I try to send um, invoices on a certain day and or two, mm. depending on the month and depending yeah. on the amount of work that I have, by this day, I'm definitely going to send out all the invoices. Okay, so like you have an admin day, you like have a yeah. day set aside during the yep. week that you're like, okay, no, I will do all the project work today because yep. the admin day yep. is Wednesday. Yeah. And if I, <laughs> this is my form of procrastination, yep. I'll be like, oh, but I'm still doing work. It's just not the thing that I actually need. Do yeah, that's not the, the the fun part. Yeah. No. So I try to I try to like um, train my brain mm. to that particular day. So I know when I go into that day, my brain understands that this is what you have to do. Mm. Just get over it. Yeah. Just get on with it. Have yeah. a have a ten minute break if you need Whatever to, you and then do. come yeah. back to it. But yeah. you got to do it. Yeah. You're not gonna design. You're not gonna do anything. Mm. Just Eat you're the gonna, frog. Yeah. You're just gonna think about the money that people owe you. <laughs> The money that you're going to get, oh, just God. send them out. That's it. You know what we really need? We need to find, and I I don't know who has the answer to this, because, <laughs> like, I was on Instagram, and yep. this really great, uh, she is, what is she? She's a marketer and a PR manager, and she's in the UK. Her name is Alice TJ. Right. She's just launched her own business. She was, ma- she's making six figures. Wow. And she still, and, like, you know, brands, like, big brands are approaching mm. her to do stuff and she's still not getting paid on time. Of course. And it's like... That's, that's <laughs> another thing, yeah. That, see, that, that's another thing, yeah. Mm. That's one of the, the scarcities and one of the yeah. hard parts of being a freelancer because the money flow yeah. you need to make sure. And you need to follow up with yeah, those as well. absolutely. And, like, um, it's just never... Well, it might be regular for a while, but it's not going to be consistent. And yeah. that is... Oh. 
gut-wrenching in a lot of ways because you can just never depend on a certain amount of income. Yeah, that's why I think if, you, so if you're starting on, on freelancing, obviously, mm. for the most part, I'm guessing most freelancers, if they are starting out, they would obviously have a part-time job or even a full-time yeah. job. And they'd be doing like nights and weekends. Yeah. Yeah. The the stuff that they really want to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, you need to like build up those connections. Yeah. Yeah. Earlier, exactly. So. I mean, I it's so weird for me. I am. Uh, I I can say I'm a, a full time worker, but mm-hmm. I have a part time job, yeah. which is not related to design at all. Um, good though. Elizabeth Gilbert like says that's kind of a good thing because it feeds into your design. Yeah. Yeah. And and I don't know why, but I kind of use the the time that I do in that part time job to actually think. Mm-hmm. It really it's, it's if you really kind of train your brain, you can mm-hmm. use that particular time as a meditation to kind of it's it's weird, yeah. but it's a really good time to actually think about the stuff without even thinking about right. You know how I don't know if you've heard of this, mm-hmm. but a lot of creatives. Um, think of great ideas while they're in the shower. Yes, because like you've crammed your brain full of information, information and then you've just like let it rest. Exactly. And then your brain is like, hey, what about this, this thing? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so for me, I use that particular part-time job for obviously doing the job as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, uh, automatically my brain kind of works, you know, behind the scene to kind of make come up with ideas. So I'm sometimes I'm working and suddenly come up with the idea just you know take out my phone and just write it down yeah yeah so you know it's just about being kind of thorough and organized in that way kind of understanding and seeing how you how your work how your brain works absolutely yeah uh well now it is time for our things that never said segment where we accept anonymous submissions and confessions from our listeners on the topic we discuss mm, so interesting. um yes keeping on the topic of uh being you know productive not procrastinating I find it way easier for me to have an external force I can complain about rather than be both the one who motivates myself and holds myself accountable for personal deadlines and is compassionate. You know, I I get that. Like, Mm -hmm. how do you be all things to yourself? Yeah, yeah. Um, You were talking about that before, how you sort of had to put pressure on yourself. Yeah. Um, Can we come back to that point now? No, of course. Yeah, how you, like, kind of navigate putting that pressure on yourself, but yeah. also, like, giving yourself time to rest and still staying on track. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I I, um, I would define myself as a avid procrastinator. Um, as I, we all. I hope we all, right? Yeah. I mean... Who wants to do boring stuff? Not me. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember just even going through college mm. um, here, Mm-hmm. Um, coming up with, I remember the, I remember doing assignments the first semester, and I remember doing the assignments for my last semester. How different it was. Mm-hmm. The first semester, I would be super organized. Maybe one week, two weeks prior to it, I would already have the presentation on hand. Mm-hmm. And the last semester, I had my whole um, report, like you know, mm-hmm. thing to do, and I would have less time than I would have had during mm-hmm. my first semester. But it's all about the way that I try to do it because I am, when I say avid, mm. I'm a like a professional at procrastinating. I actually would like to say I'm a procrast like a professional procrastinator. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, what I'm trying to say is that I mean, I think a lot of a lot of us can relate to the fact that we are procrastinating, mm. right? and it's yeah. a thing now. Um, but of course, uh, you know, 
the question is how do you use because this is something that we do factually we're go just through. like stimulated all the time particularly yeah. like with our phones especially like now that like... especially now that they are, we are exposed to information 24 7 mm. because of you know the phone yeah, in, the internet. Wi-Fi. yeah. yeah. so how, the question is how do you kind of use that that thing which mm. is procrastination for the good kind yeah. of how do you kind of train yourself so that you actually put some value behind it mm. and that's what i've tried to do yeah. um so what i try that's why i say i'm a procrastinator, <laughs> professional procrastinator because <laughs> i actually use it in a way that it works for me well there you go then yeah. that's it means that literally <laughs> so for example if i'm if i have a certain project mm. i know for a fact that 100 percent i'm gonna have five six seven hours of procrastination time mm. which is pretty pretty much what I try to do is I try to make myself my brain happy mm. and at the same time I've kind of tried to sneak in and kind of uh, expose myself to content that will help me oh, in that project so it's like it's kind of like you do some research and you do some digging you're like okay yeah of course I'm, procrastinate. I'm just gonna go on Instagram and search up this very specific hashtag to look at the target market. Hmm. It's yeah, yeah, in your brain you think you're looking at things that are that you like. Yeah. But at the same time it's you're research. doing research. If it might be even watching friends. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it could like be to watch- get the vibe or something. Yeah, yeah. So it really helps. Sometimes certain things, certain lines, certain, mm. it really comes back together at a certain point to really help you out. So Absolutely. I it helped me out when mm. I was it really helped me out when I was losing weight as well to mm. kind of how do I do this thing that I don't want to do but how do I do it by making myself kind of happy at the same time so yeah. it's a win-win situation so I try to procrastinate I mean it's it's genuinely made to make myself happy mm. um, but at the same time let me just try to work around it so that it does get the job done as well at the end of the day yeah thanks I think I, I I haven't read his book totally yet because I start it and then I get distracted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Adam J K, right. uh, who is a graphic designer in uh, I think New York, and he just did like a collab with Uniqlo. Oh uh, yeah, and um, he has this book called Things Are What You Make of Them, and he talks about tricking yourself into doing the thing. Precisely. Like, oh. Precisely. It makes sense now that you talk about it. Precisely. That is literally you just tricking yourself mm. into doing that. So, yeah, just just try to try to it's again as as we like spoke mm. about earlier, it's a lifestyle change. It, it's a one intricate kind of but potent situation. Yeah. How do we use this kind of thing that we for the most part seems useless, mm. but we try to put some value behind it and make it actually useful. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay, we've got one more. As a freelancer, I really struggle to put a value on my work, particularly now that I'm not just starting out. How do you put a value on your time and your talent mm-hmm. and your abilities without feeling shit or like asking too much? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's mm. that's one of the biggest things that you kind of mm. stumble upon. <laughs> Second time, should have a summer. We should we should have a counter, <laughs> and for each counter that you, I was gonna say I'll buy a coffee, but then I was like, no, people can make this pun way too easily. Way too easily. I yeah. am gonna be in debt very yeah, soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But like valuing your work. Yeah. I think it's, how do we? How do we? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I remember. I mean, it's it's a good question to ask, mm. of course, because if you if you're a graphic designer, I remember. I mean, how do you value yourself? Is it like, are you gonna? 
put a certain number for the hour and you say yeah this is okay i guess this is how flat much rate. i value yeah it's a, how much i value or you you're going to go with a flat mm-hmm. rate and this is how it is i think it, it all trickles down to kind of uh, if you really want to go about it is that you think of uh, a logical number that you would that you would like to earn at the end of the year mm. and you just pretty much divide like it by is. yeah you just pretty much yeah. divide it by the months and you know go from there um and see if this is actually this is the number that that you seem it's practical mm. and then you try to kind of uh, lower it or increase mm. it depending on kind of subject and what kind of client that you're approaching True. um but at the same time i think for me at least i i'm i'm a very different beast mm. because i have a, a certain amount of number of um years behind me mm. uh i have a a masters degree mm. in advertising i have a huge portfolio um it's a bit easy to put a pretty big number out there yeah um but at the same time still people seem to say no to those things regardless mm. of the folio i mean no one wants to pay more money than they feel like that yeah. like everyone holds their money quite tightly but you know sometimes something that i've um something that i've uh, like uh, realized mm. is that if you really actually try to explain to people um why this number is this number mm-hmm. sometimes people actually um will come forward and yeah like, definitely because hand. like if you if you told me um like oh for this 30 second video it will cost you $3000 I'd be like what $3000 it's just a... I'm, I don't want that but if you were like no but this is why because this software costs this much and yep. this is what I need and yep. then this is the amount of time it's going to take this is the money that you need to shovel into the software yep. to do this thing like this I'd is... be like oh I mean if I think it, it is um if if you really believe it hmm. they will believe it as well Hmm. I think I saw that on the Ocean's 11 movie. Um <laughs> if but if you believe it they will they will believe it. I think that that's like, But it's true though. They talk about it a lot in acting because as an actor like if you the ca- it matters to the character. Like yeah. it doesn't matter if the stakes are low or high yeah. with you. Yeah. If the character believes that getting that cup of coffee is the most important thing yeah. in their world then yeah. you have to believe it because yeah. you don't the audience. The audience won't. won't. And yeah. then it's 100%. all goes to shit. 100%. So if you if you if you want to charge a thousand dollars for a logo, just the logo. Mm. If you really think you've got the substance for it, mm. if you really believe that this is my mm. value, I'm not going to negotiate. Yeah. Either you buy it or you leave mm. for the most part they might uh buy into it. but of mm. course you need to understand your audience if it's somebody you obviously cannot yeah spend you need to time. like adjust yeah yeah but you know mm. if you, there have been occasion occasions where i have charged an amount i would say okay this is not mm. not so normal but mm. i would go beyond a little bit and i would say it. Mm. if i'm really if i really bring out the facts yeah. and say it out loud saying look it's just uh, the the difference between uh, a professional the way that i do yeah. it and the difference between somebody who hasn't done it for a long time mm. is that i can i have this many years of experience which mm. which is not just a word it means that i've done many projects i've handled many problems i understand mm. the demographics multiples of them i have theoretical knowledge um i've i've come across a lot of problems and how yeah. to navigate them so i'm not just giving you a logo that just looks pretty mm. there's actual substance behind it 
uh, and I'm actually going to put my heart, soul, and, and all my experience into it. And, and that's what you're gonna, your company is going to be represented. Mm. Um, if you, you know, yeah. if you really, it's not bullshit. No, because it's like, I think it comes down to, you know, like saying, if you don't ask, you don't get. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, they could say, well, no, we can only do this much. And they'd be like, that's okay, because then I'll do this. Yeah. But like, I'm not going to put all of this, I'm not going to put X amount of dollars value into it if yeah. you're not going to pay that. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And, 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 and another thing that you need to do, I don't know, personally for me, mm-hmm. um, when it comes to most of my designs, it's it's not primarily about the money. Mm-hmm. I think when, if you're, if you're a freelancer, if you do try to motivate yourself by, okay, I'm doing this to, to make money. Yeah. Obviously, we all do it to make money. Mm. But if you if that's your primary motive, that's when you kind of, you know, go through dark stages and mm. kind of lose your own style, lose your voice and everything. So mm. if you understand that I am not negotiating down because of these, these things, because I understand what, what my value is, you really can get through to big prizes from small ones. I mean, yeah. I, I mean for example, you... You can see people um, charging 50 bucks for a logo. That looks fantastic. And at the same time, $5,000 for a logo. Mm-hmm. And it looks pretty much the same. Nothing nothing much. So if you are a beginner or an expert, what's the difference between you two? What's so cool about it? It's just the way you sell it. Mm-hmm. It's just the way you sell it. That's all. Uh, that's going to be the quote that goes on Instagram. It's just the way you sell it. <laughs> um, thank you so much for having a chat to me. Uh, I'd like to finish up by asking you the same question I ask everyone, which is what would you do if you knew 10,000 people would do the same? Oh, man. Yeah. If you had a 10,000 people following. Yeah. Like, and they're all going to do exactly the same thing. Wow. That's a big responsibility. So, like, it, it's a taste. It's yeah. a taste of what it could be like to be a cult leader. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I haven't thought about this. <laughs> um, I try to, you know what, I try to, I try to, um, if it's something that I try to do, so mm. obviously this kind of resonates yeah. with what you're saying. One thing that I always try to do is try to walk a mile in another person's shoes. So like Always. Exercise put, empathy. Put yourself in other people's yeah. shoes all the time. Even mm. if you, and that can really help even in 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 freelancing when you're when you're mm. your own boss as well right i mean you have to put yourself on the employee shoe mm. but you also have to put yourself as a boss as mm. well yeah. and you and you can also put yourself as a as a client as well and see what their mindset is so try to always like put yourself in other people's shoe and see what they empathize with them pretty yeah. much it's it's a, it's a great habit to have with yourself it it's something that i do on a personal note uh, on a daily basis mm. So, yeah. yeah, try to empathize a little bit more. Heck yeah, folks. Because <laughs> we have 10,000 listeners, so you should all... <laughs> yeah, please empathize. <laughs> no, but like genuinely, I think yeah. that, that is such a... Yeah, heck yeah, I yeah. could not agree more. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you for giving me your time and expertise and your insight. And thank you all so much for listening. Um, before you go, Sash, where yes. can we find you? Well, you can uh, find me on Instagram at shopsbysash. He does great panoramas. I get very <laughs> jealous whenever he goes to the beach. And a lot of slow motion videos. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, you can show, you can see, uh, you can check out check out my Instagram there, and you can uh, check out my Behance, which is like a which is where my portfolio is at. Um, B dot net slash creative space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alrighty, I will grab that link from you, and we will link it in the show notes. 
Thank you all, as always, to Zane, That's Not Canon Productions. Graphics are by Claudia Piggott. Music is arranged by Jessica Fletcher. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast. You can find us on Instagram at StumbleThroughPod and on Facebook. All right, until next time, guys. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.